Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. Alrighty, welcome to the spectacular version of Super Kicker with Steven today. Give you a little Monster Mash there. Hopefully, uh, that worked. I don't know. I just know we heard it on our end. I'm not watching live, but if you're watching live, hopefully that worked. Uh, Greg, yeah, just you can see I'm in my spooky um lights today in uh, <laughs> honor of all hollows eve got my nice uh sleigh ride with some you know pumpkins and flaming nice skeleton dogs reindeer so um yeah i love halloween even though people stole my stuff they did not steal my spirit <laughs> this season so i just can't believe we're at the end of october too like i was like thinking about it. i'm like man october I, I couldn't even tell you what happened at the beginning. Like, that's how quick it went. So, um, and today is officially the day of Bray White's no compete clause. So, we'll see where he's going. And uh, I guess, Greg, we probably should start with the ROH news. So, Ring of Honor is letting go of all their wrestlers and wow. going to reset somehow next year. Um, I'll say, you know, we don't really talk about Ring of Honor much. But we probably should because when you think of who they've given us, I mean, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, Seth Rollins, <laughs> Austin Aries, you know, uh, Nigel McGuinness. I mean, the list is endless, probably. Uh, I've not even cracked the list of that. So, um, and they also did, you know, they did a great thing. They paid the wrestlers through the pandemic. And obviously, that probably hurt them in a way but it also saved a lot of people's job you know it saved people's lives in a way because they weren't working so um i don't know what they're going to do i'm hearing sinclair group wants to possibly use the women of wrestling which we kind of talked about has aj lee at the helm and Jeannie bus and somebody else and then i believe tessa blanchard is their big hot ticket item so um It'll be interesting, Greg, to see if ROH does anything next year. You know, do they re-sign people, kind of start from the ground up? Do they go another, you know, it? So um, some people said, you know, WWE would always kill the competition, Greg. But in a way, I think AEW kind of killed their competition, you know, because they grabbed a lot of people from ROH as well. So, um, you know, one of those things that's just out there, I thought I'd bring it up, but... uh, I think the bigger deal is Bray Wyatt's no compete clause is up, I believe, today, Greg. So I wonder if we'll see Bray Wyatt or I think he's going my Wyndham. Uh, he said he, you know, he's teased out stuff on Twitter, on Instagram. So it'll be curious to see. I mean, like we said before, I think AEW's the bigger fish or the bigger pond for him. I feel like Impact would just feel too down you know right now where they're at i mean i feel like they're they're kind of the roh right now where they're you know there's a good little crowd there and yes they're doing good things there moose is their current champion 
uh, a heel guy who just uh, cashed in his whatever um, shot on Josh Alexander, who just won the title that same night. He beat Christian Cage. And then when his family was in the ring, Moose cashed in and, you know, became a huge heel uh, with a ridiculously looking ugly mustache as well in the process. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so and Moose is kind of friends with Apollo Crews and um, Ricochet and all that kind of crew. So I always see his posts because of them. But uh, so, Greg, Bray Wyatt, does he end up in AW like Wednesday night? <laughs> I mean, you got to go on. <laughs> Right. I mean, I, or do we wait to full gear, you know, and kind of let him have a big stage kind of debut on as well. So. Hey, this is Halloween. This is Halloween, uh, Halloween, Halloween. This is, <laughs> you want to be hey, play that when, one? No, when better to, to bring out a new Bray Wyatt character who's supposed to be a, another, level of the fiend than on halloween i mean it just fits um Mm -hmm. i haven't i've purposely stayed away from the bray wyatt news and the reimagining of the fiend character because it looks like he's going to take the fiend to another level and um the renderings or the 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 clues I've purposely not looked at it because I don't want to see what the next incarnation is going to look like. But if he's staying along the same line as he did with the fiend, and this is going to be a more sinister, more evil um, contriving of the original, then yeah. uh, I want to see it for the first time with fresh eyes without seeing the spoiler ahead of time so if this is true the non-complete the non-competes over today perfect timing for um a halloween debut um tomorrow is sunday there's there's no aw on sunday but um close enough i don't know there's (laughs) there's something you can do Yeah. yeah and um so i would love it and um see see what it is so sign me up but yeah i agree with you that uh he's definitely needs to be in AEW. um impact would seem definitely like a downgrade for a character of that magnitude mm-hmm. it would be like him getting demoted to 205 live you know nobody watches it nobody around him is going to be anywhere on his level so he needs a big stage he's a big character and He's created a huge persona people are still going to get behind if he gets to present it the way he wants to present it. And it sounds like that was the big problem with The Fiend in a behind-the-scenes you know, behind-the-scenes they've seen the clash heads as far as how the character was portrayed and um, who would go over on the fiend and there's a lot of places where it didn't make sense um you know the goldberg especially um you know when roman reigns came out and took him out that was understandable because that set up what we have today so yeah. you know we can forgive him for that but you know he took some he took some l's against some people he shouldn't have taken l's against so 
um, I can understand that why there were some creative differences and some you know, downgrading of the Fiend's character. Uh, I was wondering if this all was going to get somehow, uh, you know, water on the bridge, give him a new contract, and he's going to reappear in WWE. Um, you know, I, I told you, stood on the soapbox and told you there's no way Adam Cole's coming back. Yeah. But, you know, knowing that they'll release guys and then bring it back on a different contract, uh, this is a situation where I could see it happening. Um, it would make sense, you know, have him reemerge on Monday Night Raw is definitely a huge surprise. And now he's like the most, uh, the most imposing opponent for Big E. Yeah. You know, imagine until that match. Until you go full route with Seth, maybe as well. Exactly. So, unlike the other guys they've released, this is a uh, situation I could see him re um, coming back up on WWE. I'd still put it as a 60 40, and we see him on outside of WWE, but mm-hmm. I'd still give it a high probability that. We could still see him turn up on WWE television instead. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I think um, you wonder if tomorrow, if there's some tease with it being Halloween, does you know, kind of like Alistair Black did, you know, those little promos of him um, kind of getting mentally checked out by a doctor and seeing where he is to kind of tease that our buddy Murphy did um, the shackles. Even though we still haven't seen Buddy Murphy anywhere. <laughs> so I don't know what, you know, um, uh, Braun Strowman doing the match with EC3 and the whole Free the Narrative series, which I think is on uh, YouTube for free now. I think everything that um, EC3 has put together, you know, with um, Matt Cardona and, um, like I said, the, uh, the Titan, as he's being called now, the Titan Adam Shear, Braun Strowman, formerly known as. So, um, Ruby Riot doing her little, um, you know, she had the the one way ticket to New New York City type stuff. So, you know, like you said, perfect time for Wyndham. I guess we could start calling him uh, to give some small, you know, like you said, not an all out spoiler, but some sort of tease tomorrow. You know, whether it's a short thirty second, twenty second video clip, or you know, teases of what the what his look will be. So. Um, yeah, I, I, like you said, 60, 40, I'm going to go 99, 1%, Greg, (laughs) 99%. (laughs) He is somewhere else. I think, I think he wants to spread the wings right now, um, or, um, spread his, you know, whatever, uh, devil side of things. They don't have wings, but, uh, down there, you know, spread his horns as it were. So, sow some seeds and, you know, maybe come back in a couple of years. And you know, reinvent you know, reinvent himself a third, fourth time, whatever. So, you know, maybe him and Bo Dallas finally can get together on the same page and you know have them team up together. So um yeah. So I was kind of looking at Greg. I think today we're gonna do all WWE and then all AW. It seems to make sense usually we do the during the week, but I think just you know, kind of this week, kind of getting caught up on WWE and then getting caught up on Raw, and we'll kind of go that route. So um, Raw, we did have, you know, Big E kind of talking up who's going to step up. And we had Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, Finn Bauer, and Kevin Owens step up to the plate. And I was like, 
just give me all of them. <laughs> give me one-on-ones with, you know, Big E for it, each one of them. But uh, they all ended up in a, um, a ladder match for the um, <laughs> the little hanging clipboard, file folder, whatever that thing was. And a banger of a match, Greg. I mean, that, I think, what, it started at 1030, <laughs> you know, 1035 when everything, I mean, they gave it the last half hour for them to go out there. I mean, Kevin Owens pulls in Goldberg and headbutts <laughs> the ladder beforehand already has a little you know nick on his head i mean he took a nasty bump Rey mysterio took some bumps of course but seth rollins comes out on top which i was kind of surprised because like we said just you know a few seconds ago i i don't know if we're right ready for seth and Big E because i feel like seth probably needs a title you know it and so that's why i'm kind of i was kind of surprised you know maybe you go the kevin owens route and because Kevin Owens and Big E have history, when Owens kind of took his place in uh, in New Day for a little bit, and then you know turns on New Day, so you could have played that up. I mean, Finn Bauer and Big E, I, we've never really seen that one on one. So um, Seth and Big E, of course, have the history because Big E beat Seth for the NXT title way back in 2012, 2013, whatever that was, 2011 maybe. So, you know, I, I'm just surprised that we're going this route right away. But then again, it's a good, you know, the Drew McIntyre match is a good segue for Big E to get built up as real legit. And if they go this route, I guess Big E, you know, might not roll through him, but they probably should put on some good matches. And it's a good way for Big E to just keep adding those, like you say, notches in the belt <laughs> to his, you know, title run. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was a little surprised that you ran right to this one first because Seth feels like he needs a title sooner rather than later, just with the way his character is portrayed. So uh, what do you think, Greg? Seth kind of getting the opportunity now and uh, all four of those guys just putting out their bodies on the line in a ladder match on Raw. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you gave this away on TV, as they say. So uh, what do you think about all those happenings of that? Yeah, I was a huge fan of the match. Uh, it was a fantastic match. With those characters, you know, you need to give them time and not have it be over in 15 minutes. And they did that. So, you know, props to them for, you know, giving them time to, you know, tell a great story and have a great match. Um, some of those bumps were brutal, especially the one that KO took up uh, through the ladder. Um, and... I'm with you. I'm surprised that Seth won. Um, it seemed kind of uh, a fader complete that, uh, you know, you had three baby faces in Seth. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they didn't want to pit baby faces against baby faces already. Um, still, hashtag injustice for Finn because Finn's still taking the crap in of everything right now. Uh, you know, who's the man that took the pin? Finn. You know, it's, I, I still hate it for the guy, and I'm still waiting to see them, you know, do right by him, but it doesn't like it's coming anytime soon. Um, I do see matches with all these guys anyway. Um, a rivalry with KO, rivalry with Finn, rivalry with um, Seth. Just it seems too soon. This would have been WrestleMania caliber. You know, he is, you know, a big enough uh, name 
that to put that at the top of WrestleMania would not be far fetched if they built the story right. And you know, even if it's not the main event, one of the two world title matches would you know we'd be in for that. So the fact that we're going to get it now. Um, I guess the good news is if they're doing it now, maybe they have a bigger plan for Big E uh, down the road, yeah, the road when we get yeah. to WrestleMania. Um, bad news is that this could be a short title reign for Big E. So, um, because you can see Seth finding a way to win this match uh, when he gets to the championship. And, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, he carries the title for a long time. I think we're. Uh, marching in step on that uh, aspect. But if this means that, you know, he gets a bigger opponent, a bigger name, you know, maybe Brock at WrestleMania, maybe, um, and I know Goldberg has one match left on his contract. I saw that. Maybe Cena? Uh, yesterday. Could we do could Cena, be. Big E? You could, yeah. Have, have uh, Cena put him over? Sure. Um, because we know soon he's not coming back for an extended run anytime soon, but he's, you know, that rub is still real that you get from Cena. So um, you see that, and that would be, you know, a WrestleMania magnitude type of match. So, And we're doing WrestleMania um, two nights again. I don't know if you saw that, Greg. So I think, you know, if maybe you have Big E, main, if he's still champion, maybe have him main event like that Saturday night. And then, you know, the, right. the other, you know, it's, because we imagine Roman's going to hold the title till <laughs> till WrestleMania, and even then, who knows? So I would imagine you have Roman close out night two. But um, yeah, and a lot of Sat there's a about three or four Saturday night pay per views coming next year, Greg, which is kind of cool to see. Um, there's a an event. Uh, SummerSlam is in Nashville, and I'm really debating that one. I don't know how far Nashville is for you, but um, that's on a Saturday uh -huh. in July. So uh, just something to talk about down the road if, you know, that'd be a cool, I don't know if that'd be a midpoint or not, but um, I was, we're really debating that because it's like Saturday, July 30th. So that'd be kind of a cool <laughs> end yeah. of the summer type, you know, and on a Saturday night and I could, you know, stay the night and leave the next day. But uh, yeah, so a few, like we got the day one as a Saturday night for New Year's Day. I think the Royal Rumble's on Saturday. And then, of course, we'll have WrestleMania two nights. Then I think SummerSlam's a Saturday. There's one other, maybe Survivor Series, maybe. But um, anyways, uh, we have our first um, troll comment, which I got to share because it's so awesome. <laughs> Imagine having respect for these so-called wrestlers who earn money by scamming people than doing an actual day's work in their lives. It is truly sad. Well, thank wow. you. I hate fake fighting for that awesome comment since yes i'm sure these rushers have never ever in their life greg done an actual day's work you know ever but anyways i hate fake fighting yeah. thank you for joining us though i hate fake fighting i'm so right. glad thanks for watching the show about those wrestlers that you gave hate so much that, yeah gave <laughs> that exciting piece of news but anyways so yes they've never done a day's work in their life you're so right um anyways so we also had the Dirty Dogs defeat the Street Profits um, for a tag team opportunity championship. Eh, 
championship title match down the road or well, down that evening which was that evening we saw rk bro you know win of course um not a bad match but we you know we just keep saying what is next for rk bro because i feel like you can't keep visiting the um aj styles and almost you know well i'm guessing maybe the street profits get a shot um you know maybe the hurt business now that they're kind of back together so um greg what you think about the dirty dogs picking up the win and then eating the l <laughs> right after or soon afterwards um i hated them take or beating the street profits because they're not as good as the street profits uh i get why they did it because they just needed a team to beat to rk bro but they could have picked a different team to beat the defeat the, uh, the dirty dogs um the the street profits are to the new day level where they're you know teflon right now you know those those losses can add up start eating at them yeah right so um i'm about protecting street profits because they are you know aside from rk bro the most legitimate tag team on the on the brand so um I want to see them stacking wins. I want to see momentum built towards a showdown with RK Bro. Um, again, it, this would be a great WrestleMania match if you know you just put them on separate paths that converge at that point. Um, so, not a fan of them taking the loss. Um, I am a fan of them waiting and doing that showdown with RK bro once they're ready to uh, split them up mm -hmm. and transition the titles so i think that's the end game so for that purpose i'll i'll allow it this time but mm -hmm. you know keep three profits on a separate course keep them stacking wins and then when they finally do meet up you know it's going to be a big deal uh, yeah, I mean, and like we said, you, we got to start getting some tag teams and figure out what, you know, I guess if we're out to start throwing singles guys, you know, at this point, just throwing teams to RK bro, because I just don't know where we're going to go with them. You know, we can't, like we said, we can't visit the AJ Styles almost well again like that. <laughs> that yeah. well is dried up. It's, you know, baby Jessica's out of there and we are way past that point. So um queen selena i guess greg being patient finally paid off for uh fans of selena <laughs> vegas since now she's you know doing something i think i like the idea that she kind of talks with the accent just like xavier woods was kind of in and out of his like royal accent so now we got selena doing that um beating mm -hmm. dewdrop though which you know was kind of interesting but i mean it it's you got to keep Selena, you know, on kind of that step ahead of her Dewdrop, and then when Dewdrop finally beats her, it beats a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I guess you know, like we said, we we were saying, you know, oh, Selena hasn't won and blah blah blah. Now she's won what three or four or five straight. <laughs> so, I guess it finally just took some time. We just had to be patient, you know. It, and it was still like it, it's weird because like she she got fired or whatever, let go. Then she came right back so i guess we thought she'd just pick right up but you know they they kind of made her eat you know eat some l's and pay her dues as they say and now you know she's kind of one of the top wit you know she's working her way up that women's ladder 
to maybe, you know, get in the title picture. It, even if she loses, she could still be legitimate in there. So um, how about Queen, Queen Selena, Queen Selena, Greg, <laughs> trying to put all those <laughs> words together, uh, beating Dewdrop. Yeah, it's, I get it. Um, you wanted to have some, you know, steam to go with the title, uh, the queen title anyway. And, um, you know, she cheats the win to beat Dewdrop, you know, and I'm sure the thinking is, you know, this way we can protect Dewdrop, but, and still give her an L because Selena's cheating to win and Selena, you know, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying kind of thing. And, you know, you bow down. And so the, the whole narrative, you know, fits. Um, just as long as it doesn't come out a running thing, but just those two, and it spreads to, you know, Zelina and, you know, the other members of the winner's roster. So she's not just terrorizing Dewdrop, which um, size-wise would not make sense. Um, I had already had issues with her being able to execute a code red on Dewdrop to begin with. But, uh, you know, I'm going to forgive that. And, you know, I get the grand plan. But I'm looking at uh, the Queen Zelina reign with an open mind, hoping she can um, do something, you know, good with it. You know, we've seen plenty of evil queens with Charlotte and uh everything so see where it goes and you know hope for the best but now it's time to end the Zelina dewdrop rivalry and um see how both of them can do separate of each other it almost feels like character work for her as well for Zelina because you wonder if like her bigger aspirations are outside the ring as well like Alexa Bliss like I feel like when they know their time is going to be you know Maybe they do a shorter wrestling career so that they have more, they're more marketable outside the ring. So I wonder if this is, you know, some sub career or character study for Selena to do, you know, movie roles down the road or TV roles or, you know, whatever else. Cause they always have to have those, you know, backup plans uh, in place. So we'll kind of see. Cause I, I do, like I said, the whole um, uh, accent and kind of going, you know, speaking with a different tongue is kind of cool to see so um bianca yeah. belair and becky lynch will go at it next week so this coming monday for the women's title for all sides so um kind of cool to see them going you know you wonder if this will be the the all-out match or well should, i'm guessing shenanigans happen for now then again we're on the road to survivor series so maybe this is a legit match to kind of you know build up who is going to face probably Charlotte at Survivor Series. Do you see Bianca Belair beating uh, Becky Lynch on Monday night, Greg? Or is this all Becky? Um, I can see Charlotte or, jeez, uh, I can see so Bianca here. winning. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we get just Bianca based off of, Right. Um, just based off the fact of, you know, the match that they had, Charlotte and Bianca, uh, was a great match and you know it got people buzzing and seeing a rematch of that would be would be really good to see, to see what the uh, second match would be like we've seen you know charlotte and becky many 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 times 
And, you know, even in these personas, we still see it. So it could be, you know, going back to an old well, even though we're, you know, already at the season premiere and everything's supposed to be new and fresh. You know, this would be new and fresh, uh, Charlotte and Bianca, and not Charlotte and Becky for the umpteenth time. So, um, and the fact that Becky's been coming out ahead of Bianca uh, by hook or crook in most of their meetings, you know, makes you wonder. The payoff is right. The payoff is around the corner. So, is the payoff coming here? Is it coming up? You know, at the next pay-per-view, um, it had to be December because, you know, Survivor Series. But, and we're uh, not even doing a pay-per-view in December. <laughs> we're well, going to go. wait until so, that January 1st. So you even, you know, I guess you could do a super, like a show. You know, you could still have the title on the line. But like you said, I think I like the idea of Bianca and Charlotte going at it at Survivor Series. And letting them have a good yeah. 12, 13-minute match no shenanigans and seeing who you know you could see who's the better woman this time and you know maybe even save it for wrestlemania you know maybe if charlotte comes up on this and then bianca gets it up on wrestlemania or whatever so um yeah uh we'll see like i said i think it is a little you know we have switched the titles like i think then we well aj won the title that one year the week of survivor series to take jinder mahal's place against brock I think wasn't, you know, yep. so you do wonder if maybe there's some shenanigans and then maybe we get a no DQ match the week after because they brought out the announcers, you know, they kind of messed with the announcer table. They brought out a kendo stick. So, um, yeah, you do wonder what could happen on Monday if it's the next couple weeks to kind of make it seem like it could be Becky and Charlotte. And then you just pull the pull the carpet out from us and give us Bianca at the end. So. Um, Greg, how about Damian Priest defeating T-Bar by DQ, but seeing a different side of Damian Priest, a more aggressive side, new music, which I kind of, I'll have to hear it again. You know, it was, it's one of those things you you forget, like you hear, you're like, oh, that's not his music. And you just have to like listen a couple of mm-hmm. times and kind of get it. Because I mean, his music, I love, you know, it really fit him and the entrance and all that. So I guess with it being season premiere maybe they thought that he needed the different music but um you know we'll probably see these guys go at it again just because of the whole dq thing but a little more aggressive side i think than what we need to see from you know um damian priest to kind of give him that edge you know we see him as this calm cool guy a lot you know backstage or whatever but you know we have and we've seen it in the ring here and there but now you know maybe we'll really see him turn that notch so um are you I mean, I guess it's T-Bar, so, but it is the U.S. title. You know, it gives T-Bar a little bit of legitimacy kind of in that picture. You know, maybe, you know, maybe he gets upset and, like you said, goes back and says, I'm done with this gimmick. I want to be myself and try to, you know, put myself over, but I don't have any hopes in that. <laughs> I would love to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But, yeah, so Damian Priest, Greg, kind of, you know, switching to switch put it on that new, you know, aggressive side, new music. And uh, yeah, where do you think Damian Priest can go with this? Yeah, um, for the uh, well, attitude change, um, you know, you picked up on the music change right away. And, 
I agree. It's going to take a few weeks to get accustomed to it and see if we really like it. Um, I was fine with that one. There was one other on this show that I hated that we'll get to eventually. Um, I'm glad they dropped the whole Archer of Infamy nonsense, the shooting the arrow and the fire. Um, you know, we could leave that behind in NXT. Um, it, it just took away from some of the believability. Um, you know, nobody shoots arrows anymore outside of the Walking Dead universe. So it's, um, I like what they did, and I'm with you. I'm still hoping for uh, T-Bar to go back to his roots, you know, go by Dijak or, you know, pick a new name and get rid of the stupid face paint and, you know, put yourself back in the mix as a more legitimate character. Um so I like the match. They had a decent match. And then, you know, showing that more aggressive side at the end, you know, I didn't expect it. So uh, I was wondering if he was turning heel in the, in the at the end of the show. But, um, you know, just showing he's not going to take any nonsense from anybody is just as good. So um, I'm going to see what his next matches look like. And if he stays along that same course. All right. Um, yeah, I, I kind of forgot that. Carmella had new music, did she not? I guess she gets a gauge, Craig, and she's like, I need new music. But uh, Carmella defeated Liv Morgan. Of course, I will argue for days that Liv Morgan should have won the match. You know, I, I'm all aboard the justice for Liv <laughs> train, Craig. And I know there's a long <laughs> train of that. Um, at least she got to cosplay as Chucky. You know, she had her little Chucky outfit on, so that was kind of cool. But um, Liv, really, you know, even if it's a cheap win, you know, maybe it's a roll-up. It'd still be a win over Carmella. Um, you know, Liv was kind of there, you know, right at the money in the bank. It seemed like we were going to see something. You know, she's had a couple good wins here and there, but it's a whole start-stop, start-stop. Like, there's no momentum for her, so... Um, Corey Graves will be, of course, obnoxious as always, you know, with Carmella being on the same brand. I'm guessing the engagement thing is probably good for them to be on the road together and all that. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, her music, though, yeah, it. I can't even tell you what it sounds like now because I completely forgot she changed her music, Greg, until you sparked that in my mind. But I do remember now that, yeah, she changed it and it just kind of hit us. So that one, yeah. I mean, her other music, like, it gave you that little intro and then really hit kind of like Roman's music. So yeah, I think I will agree with you that she did not need to change her music because she just changed, you know, it feels still fresh to me. Like her music, you know, her, that, well, now it's all her old theme still felt fresh to me. So I was surprised that they changed hers and, you know, the whole max mask thing, you know, it's kind of like Seamus, it'll eventually bite her in the butt. So um, we'll kind of see where that goes, but yeah, Carmella defeating Liv Morgan is not what I would have um, played it out to be. How about you, Craig? Uh, well, I forgot Carmella changed her music. I don't even remember. <laughs> I guess everybody's uh, getting new music. Was there somebody else that I can't remember? I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, uh, Sammy. Oh, Sammy, yeah, Zane. Sammy Zane. Sorry, yes, yes. They, they gave him the 
first three seconds of the old music and then kicked into something new. And I was like, no, what is this? Yes, that's true. And yeah. I hate it because one of the things I look forward to with Sammy is the Sammy dance. And <laughs> that that music is iconic. And mm. I'm still upset that they've changed it because um, when Sammy gets going and that music's playing, there's nothing better. Um, the best example I can give you is the one time they went back to Montreal and Sammy came on the stage, even as a heel, the whole place exploded for him. He came out and cut a heel promo. (laughs) Right. He cut a heel promo on the fans, went backstage, they played his music again, they popped for him again. He cut (laughs) the fans again, went backstage, came out a second, third time, and they popped for him again. And he he did the same thing. He was... uh, dancing the crazy Sammy dance and the place was eating it up and mm-hmm. it was gold and and uh I'm, I'm sad if if that's the end of the Sammy dancing because I'm I'm I need to use that music for my for my ringtone and look for something to replace all <laughs> the blacks music anyway um I need to find a Malachi Black song. I like the new that new theme that he's got. I need to find that somewhere. So that's a pretty good theme. But yeah, um, but the Alistair Black theme, about, it, it it scares the crap out of people. So yeah, um, you know, I used to use that for a alarm, and yeah, I think it would definitely wake me up every time because it just hits yeah. you. <laughs> you just see the people just jump out of your skin when it starts playing. Um, <laughs> But as far as Carmela goes, um, you know, I'm, I like Carmela. She's she's pretty cool, uh, and she's, you know, you can tell she's 100% into the character, and, um, you know, she's pretty over with the fans, too. So Liv, I, I just don't see it with Liv. Um, you know, because the Riot Squad was a failure. The... Um, singles runs have been disastrous and she doesn't really have any shining moments yet um she may have a random unexpected win here or there but i can't think of a Liv morgan match that i've seen that was you know memorable Mm -hmm. so um but you know just like me and finn you got the justice for Liv happening so I hope she does something that I do remember. Um, so I want to see these guys and girls shine. So, um, but for now, I, you know, Carmel is a little farther ahead in the race than Liv Morgan is, and that's probably why they're pushing her forward. And plus, uh, congratulations to to Carmela and Corey on their engagement. So, shout out to them. They look like a great couple and. Yeah, it's going to be even more more intolerable with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, he's done a good job of not putting her over when she comes he, out. I feel like he he has. I think it's like he wants to, but he's like holding back just because you know. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. Uh, Michael Cole pretty much does all the talking when when Carmella comes out. Until you know, until she's in the ring, and then you know he's like, "Oh, don't hurt her face," or so. I think he made that one comment or something <laughs> like that. Don't hit the money maker. Right. So yeah, it's like um, some other things happened. Greg Keith Bearcat Lee defeated Cedric Alexander. You know we don't have any reason why 
you know, we know the behind the scenes stuff of why Bearcat is his nickname, but I don't like that, you know, they're not mentioning anything about it. Maybe they let Keith Lee cut a promo. Even if you do the old, you know, insert, let him say something about it so we have a reason why. Um, and then Austin mm-hmm. Theory defeated Dominique. Uh, Austin Theory, Greg, is, you know, he's slowly going up that ladder. I mean, beats Dominic Mysterio. And, you, you know, I mean, we know where Dominic Mysterio's been. <laughs> you know, getting beat up by Brock, getting with Seth. I mean, getting with his dad, win the titles. So that's a pretty good win for Austin Theory. And we definitely see that WWE is high on him. I mean, you know, he's just slowly yeah. kind of, you know, having that shine. And like you said, he plays dumb so well. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, like like when he wins his first title, you know, probably be just ridiculously almost like Bo Dallas or something like that. So um, any last thoughts, Greg? I kind of, you know, I threw those together just because, let's face it, that's where those matches are. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of the end of Raw yeah. because we talked about the tag team title match and then we talked about the – um, ladder match at the end so uh yeah we can finish up raw with your thoughts on kind of those two you know dominic or sorry austin theory and then uh keith lee i'm just gonna keep calling him keith lee because that's his name yeah <laughs> um I, I like the new presentation for keith lee mm-hmm. with the exception of him doing the growls in between big moves Okay, we get Bearcat, okay, but that doesn't mean he has this snarl and growl every time he does an offensive maneuver. So there was a overabundance of that in his match. So, you know, tone that back, keep the aggressiveness, keep the, um, you know, intimidating uh, persona, and, you know, he'll be good. So hopefully that he can take that note and move forward. Um, Austin Theory is looking like a million bucks. And I was, you know, on the fence with him for a while, uh, going back to his first uh, run on the main roster with Seth Rollins, where he just came across as a goofy kid. But, you know, now he's he's got a angle, you know, doing the whole selfie thing. He's got a little, um, you know, he's still doing the little kind of goofiness, but he's got a smart goofiness to him he's cunning and they kind of added that in there so i mean just wait um, till we see him and riddle in a promo together oh yeah it's probably gonna be a train wreck because they'll probably just go off the rails but anyway you know like i or else i hope they have riddle play like you know this guy's really dumb or so you know have riddle as the right because then that really lays into austin theory you know but like you said i think a good word like you brought up is cunning you know he still knows how to go in the ring. It's just like Riddle. Riddle can go in the ring. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about the sound effect thing, Greg, where, you know, people were all up in arms when Braun Strowman had the train engine. And I was like, I loved it because mm-hmm. in sports, you're at a basketball game. What There's sound effects like <laughs> half the game. You know, it's, you know, and people right. are always like, you know, they, I never see people complain about that. You know, you hit a free throw and like Mario coin, you know, hits. Well, that's probably pretty dumb if you really think about it because, you know, it's Mario. (laughs) But anyways, so, yes, I don't – but I do agree. I don't think I need Keith Bearcat Lee growling, you know, and snarling as he's coming down the ring and then in the ring and then after the ring, after the match and in a pro – you know, he hasn't done a promo yet, but, you know, he he just – he has to do what he has to do, I guess, to 
get the bear cap part, you know, since we can't see it with the gigantic claws on his gear and on the screen, just in case right. we need extra, <laughs> extra benefits. So, um, yeah, so that was uh, uh, Raw. Let's get an NXT, little Halloween Havoc for us. We had a, a Chucky, you know, show up a couple times. We had the spin the wheel happening a few times. We had whatever that was with <laughs> Dexter Loomis, um, uh, Johnny Gargano and Trick and Carmelo, whatever the heck that was. And, uh, you know, a good title match at the end. Uh, um, two title changes, Greg. So let's talk about that. Toxic Attraction is all the gold now for the women. So we had Mandy Rose, who is the first official tough enough character to win a title, or maybe, you know, like non winner, I guess. So that's kind of crazy to think. Um, and then the the her girls, JC Jane, uh, Gigi Dolan, pick up the gold as well. You know, I didn't know they pulled the trigger on. I figured you'd pull the trigger on the tag team titles. Because like we said, Zoe and EO, I mean, they've tried and tried and tried. But that Zoe Stark to me, Greg, still just, you know, there's just something there lacking. It's just not there. So, yeah. Um, so that, you know, made sense for that. And then, you know, we also had um, Mandy Rose pick up the win over Raquel, which I was really surprised. But uh, but we did see that it was Dakota Kai, <laughs> which, you know, I think a lot of people, I kind of thought Dakota Kai would be on the main roster. And you almost wonder if mm -hmm. maybe they call Raquel up instead. But um, she is in the, we always have the stream person, the hooded figure show up at these Halloween Havocs lately, Greg. So um it, it got to be dakota kai and taking out raquel and you know maybe now we'll, you know we kind of saw a feud for them before now it's kind of ramped up and you wonder if it will lead to one of them getting the main roster call because i think both of them are ready and you probably need both of them on the main roster and then let the rest of these women you know mandy rose leading the charge and then um, Dolan and Jane kind of leading the charge for the women's side. So, uh, Toxic Attraction gets all the gold, Greg. What'd you think? Um, I'm okay with it. I, I see what they're doing. They're trying to create like a female undisputed era, kind of, um, you know, putting all the gold on them and seeing that they can, you know, protect each other, keep their titles, and just kind of run roughshod. Um, and show that, you know, this is the paradigm shift of getting the, the new girls or, and all the, uh, the, the old guard out and the new guard in as far as, you know, carrying 2.0. So I, I see it and I'm all for taking the belts off of Zoe and EO for sure, because it never works. And you saw what they were trying and it just failed miserably. So um, all four of them went into titles. I would have been good with either one of the other two teams winning. And then um, taking the belt off Raquel was a, a surprise. Um, you know, you had the underdog factor just looking at them side by side. You know, it should be a slam dunk. But... Um, you know, Mandy showed she had something. They actually had a really good match. And then, you know, you're a big surprise at the end. And, 
it would take a shovel to the back to you know, knock her out long enough for Mandy to capitalize on it and get the win. But, you know, they did have a good 10, 15 minutes worth of uh, good action leading up to that. So um, I like the way that they transitioned those titles. Both matches turned out to be really good. Uh, we also had Joe Gacy defeat Malik Blade. And uh, now we got Harlan, you know, kind of right with him. So that should be, a, you know, we'll see if it's going to be Festus 2.0 or if this is going to be just a cold, sto- you know, stone cold killer that Joe Gacy has recruited, Greg. Uh, which what do you, which way do we think it will go <laughs> with Joe Gacy and Harlan as a pair? It's, it, it's looking like the Festus 2.0. Which I really hope it isn't. This other guy has some. Yeah, I hope he has some some steam behind him, and because um, we really don't want it. That's just 2.0. You know yeah. why? Why take something from an angle that was horrible? You know, back in the day, and try to recreate it with somebody else. Um, you know, show the guys. You know, the monster he looks like he is, um, and let him you know, kind of shine on his own without the whole triggering mechanism and um, see if the guy is actually any good. So that's why I hope they're going for it or with those two. And Gacy can just be manager-ish kind of figure. Yeah. Um, with the whole, this whole character thing he's doing, the high school um guidance counselor mm-hmm. you know, aspect he's doing mm-hmm. but um so keep an open mind but with the uh, wwe booking these days I'm, i don't have the most faith yet yeah. um roger strong defeated odyssey jones now the creed brothers got involved so it kind of protects odyssey jones uh, i'm still a pretty good believer in odyssey jones i think there's something there and I'll be curious to see, you know, does he find his way to the North American title picture over the next few months and, you know, could maybe pick up that win. So Roger Strong still leading Diamond Mine. You know, the Creed brothers look like they probably should get the tag team titles of NXT sooner rather than later. And, you know, kind of let them roll with that. So um, what about Odyssey Jones and uh, Roger Strong? Pretty good match, you know, size-wise, you know, like we, we said. So, and... Apparently, uh, Greg Odyssey Jones has been wrestling on 205 Live, so so it must not be 205 Live. <laughs> it is with an asterisk, kind of like Samoa yeah. Joe winning the X Division title back in the day. I mean, duh, I I mean maybe Odyssey Jones wins a cruiserweight title just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, you know, um, he, I still like the guy. I think I think he's kind of got a good look. Looks like he's got a good character, and you know I'll be curious to see how he, you know, keeps moving forward. Yeah, I um, am still out the lunch on Odyssey Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since he failed that promo with uh, was it not trick, but the uh, no Carmelo. with uh, Carmelo. Okay. At the end of the uh, the tournament oh, for the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just seems pretty one-dimensional to me right now. Yeah. Um, you, you know, 
no good the mic work's not there um his brain work is still kind of basic for me um this match he had with roger was a decent match so i'll, I'll give him credit for that but i don't know if there's more roger carrying him oh i'm sure yeah then <laughs> it was honestly being you know good mm-hmm. but you know together they did a decent match but I'm I'm still out to lunch with with Odyssey Jones right now, so uh, the you're higher on them than me. So I I want all these guys to do well, but you know it may not have been Odyssey's time yet. But uh, I could be wrong, so we'll see. Yeah. We did have the little um, Dexter Lumis's house stuff with um, Trick Williams and Carmella Hayes, whatever that was. I'm just going to kind of move past that because. I'm sure we'll see them fight each other for whatever it is. But um, how about Imperium Demi defeating MSK? Now, Greg, I don't know if you saw it. So, you know, we've talked all along about MSK and why they're getting booed. So the story came out <laughs> that the family of Izzy, the super fan, you know, Izzy, yeah. wanted fans to boo MSK because one of the guys said she shouldn't be taking choke slams at like the age of 13 which is understandable. I mean, I don't think 13 year old, you know, boy, girl should be taking, you know, some, you know, hard bumps. So, and it's an opinion. Like, that's the thing. Like I, I get, if you have a stupid opinion, I'm going to judge you, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole nother comp, but you know, that seems like a pretty fair opinion, you know, Hey, why would you want, you know, I get, you know, if you want your daughter, I guess like having your kid play football, though, and who knows, you might get really hurt. So it is what it is. But um, so that was a story that finally came out, Greg. Like, you know, we kept wondering because I, you know, the, there was those moments when the crowd would be, you know, they'd be right on zoomed in and they're sitting there, you know, booing MSK. So apparently that was some of the friends of the family of Izzy, you know, trying to stand up for her and go against them so what's ever to make of it i mean like we've said all along i i think this helped get msk back in the good favor it seemed like you know it was a really solid match and Perian picks up the titles i wonder if that does mean walter kind of steps more back up to you know nxt and by the way greg i don't know if you saw as well but we are getting walter and cesaro <laughs> on the european tour for five days and i was like well shoot (laughs) why are you giving us that (laughs) or get you know i get it like you're taking all you're just i granted they haven't been to europe in two years so we we need to give them (laughs) we need to give them something but i believe there's five days that it'll be walter versus cesaro so can you imagine what their chests are going to look like (laughs) at the end of those (laughs) five days like and like some people said hopefully they'll give us some footage you know you know, even if it's a couple minutes of the match, but uh, yeah. So Walter and Cesaro in Europe, I think next week. So that's pretty cool to see. But uh, and Pyrrhon picks up the titles. Uh, I I can't remember. Did they have the titles before? Are they now two-time champion? I know they had the Europe or the um, UK. Have they had the NXT titles as well? I believe they have. It says um, reclaim it, so they must have. Yeah, because I, I, I'm 
believing they had it at the time when uh and lost them to undisputed air at one time oh okay okay so down there yeah that's okay so uh um, but yeah the whole msk but, stuff i'm like it is what you know like if that family like really got those people to do that's just kind of shitty <laughs> like i mean because <laughs> like we said it's an opinion and it's probably a fair opinion you know it's not like she they were saying you know she shouldn't do wrestling one of the i forget which one said but he's just like she probably should be taking choke slams and i understand that because you lay in the wrong way who knows what might right. you know you might you might be hurting but like i said it's also just like putting your kid in football our bat you know you can land hard in football and basketball so i guess you know i understand it but that fact that they went that deep into it was it's not not a good thing but it unfortunately shows the the downfall of social media at times so um, but yeah, Imperium Greg, yeah. uh, how'd you how'd you think they looked to get M- MSK and getting the titles back? Uh, so happy about this match. Um, I I haven't been on board with MSK since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw what they were trying to do and shine them up as the next big thing as far as tag teams go. And look how high flying and look how super they are and they they just don't have the it they just don't um it just looks manufactured or um you know the story is you know they've been best friends for life and uh you know grew up together or whatnot but it doesn't come through like that on the screen you know as much as you lean through the ropes and throw up your hand sign it that doesn't mean that we're all going to fall in love with it um, it just seems kind of phony, and I think that uh, I'm not the only one who thinks that way. Apparently, a lot of the people who go and watch them live think the same thing. Um, so I see what they were trying to do with them, but it just doesn't seem real with those guys. Do you think they were pushed um, too quick, or do you think you just never bought into them no matter what? Yeah, I mean, they were bought in as, you know, the hottest free agents in the game and um you know with the, the camera angles they were giving them just running through the screen like they were superheroes and yeah um you know it may have been a problem with presentation and then the the ring work aside from the one move where the guy does the back and the other guy pushes him onto the prone um opponent first yeah you know they don't really bring anything new um so it's um it just kind of fell flat and you know imperium they've had some great matches they are proven you know they've been champs in the uk and in um nxt us and you know they're an awesome team when they want to be so um they, they had a great match this was a fun match to watch and I'm glad that they put the belts on Imperium because, you know, the, you know, MSK isn't moving the meter. You know, they've had these matches with, you know, every team on the roster, but they're just all kind of mad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Imperium, with Imperium, they have, they have something. They have a uh, group that people have bought in on. You know, they love to chant Walter and they are, you know, invested in Imperial matches. So, um, 
and this is a shout to shout to the old guard instead of you know keeping them on all the young kids so i was uh really happy that the title changed right here and then finally we get to the um tomaso champa and braun breaker uh speaking of europe as well so they're being advertised greg along with Sami Zayn <laughs> in a triple threat match for the NXT title. So kind of cool to see Sami Zayn down there. I think that helps Braun Breaker. And that's saying a lot for Braun Breaker that Breaker that they're taking him to Europe to fight Tommaso Ciampa, <laughs> you know, in front of the England, you know, a kind of European crowd. So um, not, you know, really good solid match here. I mean, Braun Breaker looks to be light years ahead of where I thought he'd be at, Greg. Because like I've said before, I was never a Steiner person. So um, they did have the little Chucky homage where uh, Chucky showed up and Braun's like, oh, I know you. And then that was it. But because <laughs> Rick Steiner, we know, has had a few run-ins with Chucky back in the day. So that was a nice little place, you know, there. Um, Champa with the um, God of War. Um, uh, get up Kratos. on. Kratos. Kratos, yeah. sorry. Yep, I was trying to remember that I was. Think of the name. It's from the game God of War, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I've never played it, but I just heard about it. Because <laughs> then we had, what, the Dark Order guy do the same cosplay, uh, Stu, uh, a couple nights later. So, yeah, apparently that was a popular. Uh, and just real, not a, you know, speaking of Halloween, I've seen so many Ted Lasso costumes already coming up on my Twitter feed, Greg. I did not realize that would be such a big popular costume, but... That's a whole nother conversation we could have at the end as far as, you know, what has been your favorite costume or stuff like that. So um, Champa, though, picks with the win. I guess I could see these guys going at it again. I feel like we're going to keep Braun in that main event picture. Uh, what do you think about the match, Greg, and uh, Braun Baker, you know, getting a, getting a chance to go across the sea and show his wares? That's a, that's a pretty big, um, you know, tell for him that they believe strongly down there in him. Yeah, um, after watching this match, you can see why um, Breaker has all the tools. He he looks like a million bucks, and um, I was a I was a Stamp Steiner fan back in the day. Um, he is a bigger, badder version of his dad, and smarter version. Um, Rick was always a couple fries short of a Happy Meal, and when he you know got on the mic and started talking or you know some of the ring antics you know you you could they were kind of hit or miss but with him you see that um you know he's really smart and you know his ring work he still has those homages back to his dad but he's finally tuned what his dad did and made it better kind of like charlotte did and tweaking the figure four and making it to the figure eight um she, he's taking what his dad did and made it better and he's he's bigger he's better looking he's um got all that star potential just oozing out of him and you can tell when he's wrestling we tell when he's on the mic he's light years ahead of where his father was so i'm um, very impressed with the kid. Um, he's still young. He's still green, but he is light years ahead of the rest of the new kids on the 205 or 205, the 2.0 um, roster right now. So, and it's a big, 
um, it's a big shout out to him to bring him to Europe and have him work out in front of those crowds. So, um, you know, the everybody believes in him and for good reason. Um, I think he's going to do great over there and, you know, let him enjoy that experience and get in front of those UK fans because they're probably more um, insane than we are out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, run into Walter, talking about Cesaro and Walter. I still want to see footage of those matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe have him have a go with Walter and, uh, speaking of, that's the one guy I hope never turns up on the main roster is Walter because Walter is an entity unto himself. He's you know, a whole separate solar system. And we love that guy. And so keep him doing what he's doing in England and, you know, maybe get some glimpses of him here and there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm all about Braun Breaker and, you know, his ascension. This match with Champa was awesome. Um, hands down, best match of the night, and the 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 finish was fitting. Um, you know, have him kick out of the fairy tale ending, and then Tampa realized, okay, I got to turn it all the way up to ten mm-hmm. or to fifteen. You know, knee from this corner, knee from every corner, and then hit him again, and finally put him down. So, you know, he's kind of like a movie monster where you know, one shot's not going to kill him. You have to shoot him five times and <laughs> then hope he stays down long enough. So, um, but yeah, great match. And, you know, it, it put both of them over. Um, and Braun Breaker looked even like even more of a, of a beast, mm-hmm. e- even in a loss. So, you know, props to them for an amazing match. Definitely, yeah, and I just like that they, you know, we, we get Halloween Havoc here, and it's just a fun little two hours, a nice homage to Halloween Havoc of the old, and putting their own spin on it, so it's kind of cool to, you know, bring that back, so. Um, hey, one problem with this whole match, though, or with the whole yeah. with the whole card, the biggest thing Not I was Chucky? looking forward to, no, the <laughs> biggest thing I was looking forward to the most, you already know where I'm going with this, and I'm still mad about it, is that who is the host of this show? Mr. L.A. Knight. He got his car problems. Yeah. And Grayson Waller goes, I don't know, clips the carburetor engine or something. And come on, man. Come on. This was all about getting that setting for L.A. Knight where for two hours, He'd come in and he could do the gimmick and give us the gag, calling people dummies and just be him. And that whole is the whole passive life segment for two hours. And I was so stoked and ready for it. And they did not give it to me. And he didn't pop up, but for one segment in the middle of the show, I'm still mad about that because it was, mo- it should have been money and it. They, I don't know what they're doing right here. Um, for, for one, they didn't bring him up to the main roster, and now he wins the opportunity to be the host, and then he doesn't get the host. Get the host. So, <laughs> no, no. So, hashtag justice for LA Knight, because this was wrong. I want so, the big pumpkin back. Shame, That's all I need. 
I need the big pumpkin, Greg. The big orange pumpkin as the stage. That's what I need. <laughs> Shame on 2.0 oh, is all I'm oh, saying. Shame on them. Justice for LA Knight. They swerved Good you. Good grief, they man. They swerved you, bro. They swerved Good you, bro. Grief. Plans change. Not okay. <laughs> Not okay. So, all right. You make well, sure that, was... that man is in the building the night before. <laughs> yeah, he'll stay the night. He doesn't. He doesn't take a car. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so let's get into let's uh, yeah let's get into um smackdown we open with charlotte and of course you know sasha coming out there and then we saw shotzi come out there though which i really was happy to see and she got a you know championship opportunity right there i didn't think they'd pull the trigger on her winning unless you just want to get away from charlotte and sasha for a little bit but um you know still a hell of a fight I thought Shotzi looked like she belonged. Um, Charlotte picks up the win. Then Shotzi goes <laughs> ape, you know, you know what, on uh, Sasha Banks. Some people are calling it a heel turn. But I don't, I think it's more Sasha or Shotzi being fed up with like Sasha out there. Because you have Sasha kind of like trying to be her mentor, which she doesn't need and all that. So I don't think you're turning Shotzi heel. Or else you got to lose the tank. You got to lose everything that makes her good. So I think it's more mm -hmm. just showing that Shotzi was fed up with, you know, Sasha's antics out there. And, you know, we'll get those two go at it for the opportunity to face Charlotte. And I think that, you know, and if Sasha wins that, that's what it is. But um, I think that's more of what it was. I know some people said heel turn, but you already got Charlotte in a heel, fat, you know, heel with all the stories that were coming out about Charlotte, Greg. Uh, Charlotte, you yeah. know, I think she's got <laughs> nuclear heat on her. So, you know, I don't think you need any more people trying. You need baby faces to try to counteract that. So, and Shotzi is your perfect baby face. The awesome tank entrance, the way that she has a love for the, you know, like the fans, especially kids. Like, you know, kids, I think, are attracted to her as a character. So, you know, I don't think we need to turn her heel and hopefully they don't. I think this is just a, Showing a more aggressive side, kind of like Damian Priest. You know, you need to show that edge yeah. when she needs to. So, but Charlotte and Shotzi put on a heck of a match. I think, you know, 20 some minutes there at the beginning. So, like we always say, if you fight a four horse women, Greg, you're going to get a 15, 20 minute match on your own. You might not get it, but hey, if you fight one of them, you'll get it. So, um, yeah, I thought a good opening segment to get SmackDown going. And uh, yeah. How about you, Greg? Yeah, I agree. I, I enjoyed this match, the whole angle that they set up um, with, you know, Charlotte coming out and doing her, I'm the baddest, I'm the best, and and then, uh, you know, calling everybody out. And, you know, of course, Sasha is going to be the first one to come out. She's all about Sasha. So, um, Sasha coming out and being the new face, Okay, here we get a new match, you know, a contenders match, and she showed she can hang with Charlotte. Uh, this was a solid match. It's one of the most solid uh, women's rep, uh, women's matches that uh, they put on in a while. So, uh, with all the the heat Charlotte's taking this week and uh, her attitude in the locker room, not wanting to put anybody over. Um, Nobody wanted to work with her, things like that. Um, 
you wonder how this was going to show uh, on camera. And from what we saw with this match with her Chauncey, you know, I think some of it may have been unwarranted because, you know, Chauncey got in her moves. Um, she looked good. And, you know, they put together a solid match. And Charlotte didn't have to be in control of 90% of it. Um, it was it was good. And it it uh, helps Shotzi look, look better in our eyes, you know, moving forward. Plus, with, uh, I saw the uh, thing about a Shotzi heel turn um, on social People media somewhere before I watched it this morning. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it, is just her standing up for herself. Yeah. And, you know, Sasha got in there and, you know, she'd been barking at her the whole match. And mm-hmm. it is partly her fault, like Sasha said, that she lost that match. So um, she took it to an extreme and in standing up for herself. But I think that was just it. She's just standing up for herself. She's not going to let Sasha or Charlotte or anybody else, you know, walk over. Her. So yeah. um, I like the angle and, you know, it's fitting when the baby face is fit to, to destroy the heel for once instead of always be on the defensive. So um, I like the way the whole this whole series ended with this three. Yeah, the whole Charlotte stuff back like I don't I don't know how much of it I even believe. I feel like she's such a company woman. Like she know like she grew up, you know, with Ric Flair. Like I feel like she has to know how this business is. And know how things go and you know i can't imagine her now whether it's now maybe the people around her are trying to talk for her and that could be you know i think that's more what it is it's it, it makes me feel like you know back in the day of lebron james like you surround yourself you know with people and they talk for you <laughs> or you know yeah. even you know like a lot of athletes like we don't know what the athlete themselves are saying i mean heck damian lillard it was Say no, he's gonna be traded, and he's still on the Blazers. So yeah, like they say, no, yeah. he wants out of there, and he's like, I never said that. <laughs> but yeah, but at the same time though, if you go back to last week and that whole title exchange, now that did look, could, yeah, there was that could give yeah. you some reason to think that Charlotte's di- difficult to work with because you know that's not how that segment was supposed to go. Yeah, are you? Yeah, are you? Yeah, you wonder like did they have different ideas on how? Yeah, but. I don't it so 50 50 whether I you know I think it's a little bit exaggerated but there's probably something like you said there's always truth in, in something <laughs> as they say um so um how about you know Adam Pierce saying he's gonna find Brock Lesnar one million dollars <laughs> my worst Dr Evil but anyways for all you youngins out there Dr Evil impression uh and then uh Paul Heyman going a little little advocate for uh, little advocacy for Brock Lesnar, though. And um, interesting note, Greg, no Roman, though. So I wonder if next week, does that, you know, does that get played for Roman? And we still keep seeing those threads, you know, slowly severing for, you know, Brock, or sorry, for Lesnar, or for Heyman and Roman. But because uh, there's no Roman at all last night. So, um, yeah. So Heyman had that little segment with Kayla. Uh, you know, I don't know if you saw in the bump, Greg, <laughs> Kayla decided to dress up as Heyman and they gave her this huge <laughs> prosthetic chin 
And I mean, it looks so ridiculous, but um, <laughs> so she dressed up as Heyman on the bump. So um, I think, I think Heyman has a little crush on her myself. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so, I mean, I do myself, but that's a whole nother talk as well. Um, but, that makes three of us, bro. <laughs> you know, how about Ali though? And how about Ali and McIntyre match and all these little promo at the end uh, that, that was a little um, rub, you know, where uh, he said, you know, you don't necessarily not like me. You don't like my name. And I wonder, you know, does that lead to something or, you know, is that some real life content coming out? But uh, a really good, solid match. I mean, Drew, um, how are we liking Drew McIntyre's kind of open challenge? You know, he's not he's not a champion or anything, Greg. But, uh, you know, until we we put him on the Roman train. I feel like it's okay to kind of give him these matches to, you know, work with some guys. You know, it's not a title, but still Drew McIntyre. So, um, and then Ali's little promo at the end. I thought he was going to say, I quit. You know, that's what it felt like. Those whole, you know, I'm leaving, but it's, you don't like my name. And that <laughs> that's a little, you know, that's a little um, Muhammad Hussein <laughs> promo there. So uh, what yeah. do you think about all that, Greg? Yeah, um, I like what Drew's doing, and he needs to reset and, you know, some new matches. You know, we saw him wrestle the same matches over and over and over for, like, months. And this is, you know, the time to get him back on track, get him some wins, have an open challenge, and, you know, stack wins. Um, eventually, we're going to get to that point where somebody's going to come out from the curtain that, we didn't expect and then that's going to set off a great rivalry so mm -hmm. um in the meantime let him you know mix it up with half the roster and then get into that that big bad feud so um i think that's where it's going so and i like it um ali you know it's first of those you know matchups we haven't seen before and a couple things about the end of that was either it's leading to a name change because they're saying they don't they like him but they don't like his name and he's you know going you know to punching a hole in the fourth wall and kind of calling the crowd racist yeah because <laughs> i mean <laughs> exactly um, like so what is what does that go? Does you know end up with a new faction or um, it's if he's if that is what he's doing, then you know it's pretty poignant, but it goes nowhere. So there has to be some type of in game in mind. Um, so I think there's a gimmick change afoot with you know changing the name and you know, adding some, some layers to his onion. So um, I don't see it, but I'll be watching to see what he does next because he's definitely dropped an in interesting, you know, tiny pipe bomb. And <laughs> let's see what happens when the no seventh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how about King Woods knighting Sir Kofi? I like, um, you know, Xavier Woods King kind of keeps going in and out. 
of the the um the accent as it were then we got the usos um coming out there you know trying to talk some so talk some jab at them which led to the um match at the end of the night which was the usos and new day and of course greg we always know those matches delivered a new day picks up the win and a good win for you know uh king xavier and sir kofi and uh i'm i might you know i I don't think we see a tag team title change soon, Greg, but, you know, we could maybe get one sooner rather than we thought. So um, I think there's still money with the bloodline. And that's the thing, too. Like, when you get Roman on there, who does, you know, New Day kind of get in their corner because you have Big E on the other roster. So that kind of, you know, too bad. For, you know, if unless we do Survivor Series, you just have, you know, New Day versus bloodline, which I'm fine with. <laughs> you know all the all the titles or something like that but um our merge the titles is probably what i would like to see but that's a whole you know we'll see if that happens so new day you know beats the uso so i kind of jumped the gun but we'll catch up in the middle stuff that happened too so uh how about all that stuff greg the the kofi kingston xavier woods met you know a little promo with the usos and then of course the match happening thoughts Hey, anytime that the New Day and the Usos are in the ring together, I'm watching because their history is long and awesome and littered with five star matches. Um, going back to, you know, the Hell in a Cell that they had, going back to, you know, even the rap battle was awesome. The uh, one match they had where they switched their move sets and the New Day did the Usos moves. The Usos did the New, Say, New Day's moves. Um, you know, a type of match you've never seen before. So it's anytime they're in the ring together, they're incapable of having a bad match. And this one is no different. So um, the, I'm enjoying right now what's going on with, uh, you know, King Woods and really playing into the king role going back and doing the um addressing everybody uh i didn't care for the hit row segment because i it was just kind of think hit row needs to be <laughs> yeah but they i was expecting them to jump the new day um yeah. because i'd rather see them stay true to their heel nature than then turn babyface. So I'm hoping that was just a blip on the radar, not a sign of things that come with them being faces. Uh, they stay heels. But the I got to thinking about the whole um, King role and where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if, if Xavier is going to take the obnoxiousness to levels we've never seen before and they end up um he and kofi end up turning heel but with the bloodline there and the usos there um kind of came off of that train of thought but if it wasn't for them I, it seemed that would be where it's going um otherwise for the next year um Xavier is just going to be really really extra and and we're going to get a kind of 
you know, I want to see a court jester as the king kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a video game because you know he keeps bringing up like my um, uh, cloak of protection, my scepter of whatever. So I feel like it's gonna he's gonna lay into the uh, Final Fantasy type stuff. It feels like you know, which is too much dialogue for me, but whatever. <laughs> That's why I never played those games. <laughs> I remember one time, like Greg, way back in the day, some guys like, oh hey, watch me play this game, and I swear it, it was Final Fantasy, blah blah blah, whatever number. It was like 20 minutes before he even got to the game plan. I was like, oh, this is the game. Cool. Like, I'm like, you know, I don't mind like, you know, like Uncharted, all these, you know, they have, you know, you know, little segues, Last of Us, but that Final yeah. Fantasy stuff, I'm like, oh my God, just, you know, do something, ride a horse or, you know, go somewhere <laughs> like, like Red Dead, you know, you do, you get some story, but then you also have, you know, get into the gameplay, but, uh. Yeah, I feel like Kofi is or Xavier's is gonna be big into like a video game character with you know all this and who knows, saying he has plus two from Dungeons and Dragons type stuff. So um, <laughs> oh, and nothing beats go. He did bust up the um the Golden Girls reference when he goes, um yeah. a confidant and a, a pal. And I was like, Oh, thank God he finally he finally got to get a thank you for being a friend reference in there. Cause I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've ever caught one before, but uh, hopefully every week he could drop a, a couple more lyrics from that song. So, uh, also yeah, some other stuff, Greg. Oh, sorry. Anything else? No. no I said you, you made a good point that there's going to be need, need to be a third on the New Day side to face the bloodline, because it seems like that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't see it. Um, yeah. and you know, it's not going to be Brock, you know, he's not going to stand there while oh, the Bro Brock and do the oh. royal decree uh, nonsense. Give me, give me it, Greg, just give it to me. Why did you just you put that in the universe? Now I want to see it like Brock in the new day. I mean, he's already killed them, so why not side with them? <laughs> right? I mean, it would be amazing, I'd love it, but I don't see it happening. I always but, said swerve I, because I wonder if that'd be a good way to kind of get swerve in a singles you know kind of get him with the people you put him in a high profile feud and you give him the new day to kind of help him you know move not that he needs much help but you know he's probably new to a lot of people on the smackdown side of things so i just because like we said wh who else is there like think about the smackdown roster. anybody i mean we've already ran the cesaro train because, you know, where we saw that go, I mean, you got Nakamura and Rick Boogs doing their stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to think of other faces on the SmackDown roster because it's, I mean, maybe, maybe that's a way to get Drew in the title picture. Maybe Drew teams up with New Day. I mean, here I teamed up with Big E, so <laughs> why not? True. Why not go the other two? But, um, yeah, it'll be curious to see where that, where that goes. Some other things, though, Greg. A happy Corbin Madcap Moss did defeat Nakamura and Rick Boogs in the Trick or Street fight. And Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo showed up in Hooded. <laughs> of course, we got to have Hooded figures there, too, with the candy corn kendo sticks. <laughs> so they took out um, Boogs and Nakamura. So that kind of leads to that. But let's get into it, Greg. Baszler defeats Naomi with... <laughs> Sonia Deville as a referee. 
I still don't know what the payoff to this is other than, like I said, Naomi joining the bloodline so that she can have Paul Heyman get her in favor. <laughs> like, or else we're getting a Sonya and Naomi match at like Rumble. I feel like we might have to wait that, or the maybe that day one. You know, I don't feel it's mm-hmm. probably not going to have a Survivor Series. I don't think we're going to see it. Like, I think there'll be different times on SmackDown where it'll be teased. But maybe you do it at that day one event, like the start of a new year. But I'm just, you know, we're we're still. I I guess I we just I need to be patient with it. It is still kind of fresh, if you think about it. So, but it's one of those things. It's like okay, we got to see some direction for it. And right now, it's hard to see, you know, other than like I said, Naomi and Sonia one on one, or Naomi with the bloodline. There is a couple pathways you could go with it. Um, so what do you think, Greg, uh, with this whole Sonia being the referee? <laughs> and they they just had to find it. They happened to have a shirt that fit her. I thought that was kind of funny. I think it was McAfee who said that mm-hmm. or somebody. Or, yeah, I think McAfee's like, oh, the shirt yeah. fits her. Because, yeah, McAfee, McAfee adds a lot in those, like, little moments, I think, that, you know, just gives you the more story. Um, you know, it, it kind of sucks if you're there watching live that you don't get to hear McAfee's little – I mean, he, I think he right. broke, he did break Michael Cole when he was stepping on his shoulder, dancing to Nakamura's entrance. <laughs> he was like literally stomping on his shoulder and like Cole could not get out, whatever he was going to get out. But um, Naomi and Shayna, uh, by the way, just in the picture, Greg, it looks like Shayna was, um, I could, what is this gimmick looking like? I, I was going to say Harry Potter, but it almost does not look like Harry Potter now that I think about it. But she was cosplaying as something it looked like, but I couldn't tell what it was. So, because um, you know, Shayna's a big nerd. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she knows what she was cosplaying as. But anyways, uh, Naomi and Sonya stuff, Greg. Where are we going with it? Um, it's going to lead to a, a legitimate match down the line. Um, there's going to be more weeks of Sonya screwing Naomi over. It's the whole authority versus the underdog baby face um, all over again. And they can add a, a new wrinkle by putting Naomi in the bloodline. Um, and I think that's where it's going to go is that one of these weeks where Sonia screws over uh, Naomi, maybe puts her in with you know, in a handicap match or a weapons match and Naomi gets hurt. And then, you know, Jay, I think it's Jay that's, or Jimmy. Jimmy's the one she married I to. I can't remember which one um, she's married Right. I still one can't tell them old... apart, Greg. I'm so bad. Like, every day I right. think, <laughs> I watch them, like, okay, say their name so I know who's who because I don't know exactly. why I ever remember who's who. Uh, but the husband comes out and you know carries her off and then they have a moment backstage you know they're fed up and that's when she gets brought into the butt line and um roman kind of takes charge of the situation and um but we'll we'll get a match um survivor series is probably too soon so um around you know Day one um, is seems like enough time to, you know, 
keep building towards it and then you know naomi gets her her payoff so i i think that's where it's going but both things are going to end up coinciding with um them having their one-on-one match and naomi joining the bloodline all right yeah sorry about that my uh my headphones disconnected for a minute so um yeah i just it's i just don't like i get it like how long you know i feel like you have to get away from it for a little bit and then kind of keep you know revisiting it because if we're going to wait you know for a little bit for that you know if we're going to wait till january for them to have a match you know how much longer is the audience going to buy it as well because we're kind of bad about long-term storytelling so um yeah um anything else from smackdown that i missed greg that you wanted to bring up i felt like i got everything yeah i think we got it and like i said mcafee i'm so glad mcafee joined because he just adds something like because he's still got the fan and you know he's still being fed stuff but i feel like he's just making it his own you know so right um all right well let's pay some bills because we got all of our wwe talk so let's get you some we're gonna get you all the bills paid right now and uh get you caught back up in just a few seconds up everybody it's your boy dan over at bwsports1.com and black and white sports and i'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home now's the time and i got just the person for you mr sean nugent aka rockstar realtor himself 317-503-8322 put that home on the market get into your dream home with this man Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. performance go check them out go get some realty talk with sean nugent and of course get you some rogue energy so uh we are back so now we're going to do our aw half um we saw rampage last night we had dynamite last our wednesday night um i think we got dynamite again on wednesday 
and then it's on Saturday. <laughs> Unfortunately, with the NHL taking over on Wednesday nights, Greg, we might not always have Dynamite on Wednesday night for a little bit. So, um, but this past week we had CM Punk defeat Bobby Fish. Uh, you know, not a bad match there. I I can't believe Bobby Fish is getting as much rub as he is. You know, this early on in his AEW career, I didn't think they'd put him on TV right away, but um, kind of getting you know jobbed out. But you know, it's put on good matches. So. Uh, what about CM Punk and Bobby Fish, Greg? Did you uh, enjoy that match there? Yeah, it was a good match. Um, it gave him time to, you know, have a good creative match. It told a good story. Um, Fish got his licks in, and he kind of that sneering heel uh, character. You can see it going somewhere, um, and he kind of comes across as just a level under um on the punk so down the line it tends to you know lend to some good matches with some of the uh mid card guys and you know it's a little character building exercise there so good high profile spot to you know get him some shine he looks good um his his ring work is like solid and he already looks a lot better than he did you know, at the close of his NXT run. So um, I'm happy to see what they're going to do with him next. I kind of wonder if he knew the writing was on the wall at the end of that NXT run too, because it looked like he had checked out. You know, I, I yeah. thought physically he looked not that great. So, um, you know, but um, let's see some other stuff. So we had Sammy go, or sorry, we had MJF defeat a local guy there, but then it came back that, you know, Sting shows up Wardlow's out there and then darby allen shows back up so we're going to get darby allen and mjf at full gear i think that'll be a really solid match you know we keep calling them the two pillars um of aw right now uh i don't know which way i'll go with that match Greg, because i feel like either guy you know could pick up the win there and you wonder if maybe they um they finally put that ring up for grabs because <laughs> MJF still has that dynamite <laughs> ring or whatever dot, you know, the ring that is part of his gimmick, but uh, he won. That's almost been two years now, hasn't it? It feels like it's been two years, but um, so Darby Allen and MJF at full gear, Greg, that's going to be a really, you know, that could be a main event here in a couple of years. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing is that, um, for once, you know, we're getting matches with the AEW guys that you can legitimately wonder, okay, who's going to win this match? Mm -hmm. uh, because it can go either way. Uh, you can see Darby winning. You can see MJF winning. Um, either way, it's two of the top guys in the company already. And, you know, it's, they're going to tear the house down when they get in there. Um, so I like the whole setup. And... It's going to be a banger of a match at full gear. Um, it, it would be a fun little wrinkle to add the, put the diamond, you see, easier for me to say too, dynamite diamond up for grabs. Mm -hmm. um, that reminds me of a, a pet peeve I do have, though, with the, when he hits somebody with the diamond, the dynamite diamond, or a guy gets hit with the belt that you may as well have just hit them with a cinder block and they go down like a sack of bricks. I mean, you hit the man with a pinky ring. Come on, man. 
Uh, I get it has diamonds in it, but the guy just is out cold. At least and slap him, with, like, give a little, a little, you know, pimp hand. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's my little pet peeve. He's like, you hit the man with a pinky ring on, and he yeah. goes out cold, or you know, the age old thing you you run at him and hit him with the belt, and he's out cold. I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, I've never liked it. I I get the visual, but yeah. you know, the the belt's not made of stone, people. So well, at least Darby hits with the barbed wire or the bar or the tacked skateboard on Wardlow, and we got to see the nice yeah. scar from that. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else? So Sammy Guevara defeated Ethan Page, which led to the <laughs> stipulation, Greg, Minneapolis street fight, you know, which is much different than the Indianapolis street fight or the North Carolina <laughs> street fight or the Washington street fight but um uh, we're gonna get a 10-man tag <laughs> i have no idea who's gonna be on top team but it's just gonna be i think it's gonna be a train wreck i don't i'm like this i hate saying bathroom break greg but this <laughs> one of those i might be on my phone a little bit more <laughs> you know just kind of keep it in the background because i love the inner circle guys i get why you're doing this stuff you know I just feel more I feel bad for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky having to get dragged into this like with America's top team because there's no reason for them to be if you want to keep them tag team that's fine but there's just you know you got Dan Lambert who it's like Jericho on commentary just has to yell everything and it's just like okay like and you know we're gonna like I said I think are are they I forget are they gonna announce this week who the members of top team will fight or something like that, I think, or or does you know, I forget what the next step is, but uh or does Jer or does Inner Circle get to name him, I think, or something weird like that? Was or am I sleeping? Was I dreaming that? No, I I do believe that uh, I think he was leaving it to Lambert to pick who he Okay. Okay. Was going to want to bring with him if he if Sammy won the match because their side of the coin was if Sammy lost he had to leave the inner circle. Sammy's side was if he won, then they get a five on five and you could pick the five DeBrones you want to get in the ring with him. Okay. So it's going to be Sky. It's going to be Page, and then um, most likely Dos Santos. it still won't be Masvidal because Masvidal has the real fights to to get ready for in the UFC. Okay. And I have there's no way Dana White's gonna let him Dan get Dan? into a wrestling ring. Good man's it. I mean, yeah, like have they even shown up with five people that are three other people that we think could be part of this match? I mean, I feel like it, it's there's been uh, or Austin Ben or Austin Vanderford is Paige Van Zant's husband. Okay. Um, okay. He's the one that kind of went after Jer or like got mad about Jericho's little line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's probably gonna be him, Sky Page, uh, Dos Santos, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if Lambert put himself in the match just so he just can put out you know, let the other guys do the work and yeah. get in and scoop up the pin. And get so, some win over Jericho or something stupid like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like come up and brag about I pinned you kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, I'd see something like that happening. Um, we also had Serena Deeb get defeated by Sheeta. So, you know, even and so Sheeta did get her 50th win with her broken trophy, <laughs> with her little, you know, broken participation trophy. Um, Deeb is showing a more vicious side. She locked in that half crab. Jerry Lynn had to get out there, producers, you know, the back had to spill out there. But Sheeta picks up the win to move ahead in the TNT title, or sorry, TBS title hunt. Um, you wonder if maybe Serena, like, cost sheeta the next match and you know maybe at full gear mm-hmm. we get some some sort of stipulation match there do you kind of see that playing out greg yeah uh depending on how they play it you know maybe she injured sheeta enough that sheeta can't compete and then serena takes her spot um i didn't see who the next matchup was going to be against but maybe yeah, that's that where they're going um but yeah, you can definitely see Serena is, is turning to the dark side. Um, these two have great matches. Uh, the first match they had was amazing, and then this one uh, was just as good. And uh, Serena's come a long way since the Straight Edge Society. So um, uh, she just going to fight Nyla you know, Rose. Nyla Rose. So. So yeah, you could you could you could I could see the one of them going in against Nyla. Yeah. Um, Serena and, could I definitely. Mean, Sheeta doesn't there. need the win, I don't think. She's got the fiftieth win, so that's already out of the way. And that you know the broken, just get her new trophy at some point. So now uh, the other yeah. side was Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, and then we still have to wait for Anna Jay to go Jamie Hader, which is this week, and then the Bunny in Red Velvet. And then there'll be all the quarterfinals. So, because um, I believe the champ won't, the, I think the champion will be decided at, oh, this is January 5th, 2022. <laughs> it's a long tournament. I didn't, I thought they might try to play it up for full gear, but they're waiting till January 5th. So, um, all right. Uh, what else? <laughs> How about this Moxley match <laughs> with Vance? Like, I, did they really think it was, I, I get, I don't know. I don't get it. Because, like, I thought you're kind of high on Vance. You put him in this tournament, and then you just jobbed him out. I mean, and get beat, and get his mask ripped up, get him all bloodied up, and then Moxley wins. I guess everybody's saying, you know, we're going to see Moxley versus Danielson. I I understand that. But I thought you could have gave Vance a little bit of rub in this match, right? No, no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the whole – the whole thing is Moxley is definitely going to a different place. You know, maybe that place Randy Orton lives. It's dark and sinister, and um, you know, there's nothing but evil. I I'm liking what they do with him, making him harder. And you know, even though he's you know a baby face by definition, um, he's really going dark, and um, you can tell through his promos that you know. He's heeding the call of, you know, 
being a family man and a father and ostensibly it's for a good cause but that good cause is sending him to a kill or be killed type of mindset um what it reminds me of if you ever saw that movie warrior and they had the, the two brothers who were fighters and um they were kind of estranged from each other one went the traditional route route in uh, cage fighting and one went through military felt abandoned and uh, okay. he would come through have these matches he destroyed a guy in 10 seconds and power walk back out of the cage mm-hmm. and eventually they worked up to a brother versus brother kind of final showdown uh also kind of reminds you of that he's just dark and evil he power walks to the ring he destroys who's in there and he power walks back out and, and I'm liking it. It it looks great. Um, it's more brutal. It's more vicious. Maybe it's some of that um, scar tissue from being in fights with Nick Gage lately. Um, he's just in the Minoru Suzuki. He's gone to you know different darker uh, level, and yeah, different darker place. And it looks great. And I am. Curious what's going to happen with the next matchup because he's got Orange Cassidy next, and so now you have Warrior Moxley coming in. I'm really, really curious. I don't think so. Um, he he will still win. Beat him down pretty good because you we've always shown Orange Cassidy as like a resilient person, so you know, I don't feel like they'll do it, you know. But then again, if that's the story you're telling Moxley, you know, we can still get Orange Cassidy. It it, it might turn even Cassidy maybe more aggressive down the road. Kind of like what we saw him with, right. you know, yelling at Chris Statlander or was it Will Yuta, whoever it was. You know, we finally heard Cassidy talk, you know, and say, get, you know, get going or something like that. So maybe a loss does help, you know, does move not Orange Cassidy to, heal because i think the fans don't want him to hurt heal but you know give him more aggressive side so yeah um what about the cody Rhodes promo at the end oh god yeah that thing uh, was, cody it was brutal yeah and then of course that I'm, sets up the whole so andrade comes out there calls him out malachi black comes out there and pack makes a save so we'll probably get Cody and Pac versus Andrade and Malachi. Uh, talk about WWE booking, apparently, because this is all four guys, you know, four former WWE people going at it, you know. So, but the promo was like, you know, it was a John Cena promo where he's like, I'm not going to turn because you want me to or, you know, whatever, you know. But they got to do something because... You know, I don't know if he's he's not gonna be able to get promos out if you're just booing the heck off it, you know. So right, and the funny thing is when Andrade comes out and everybody cheers him because everything he says yeah. is correct. It's like they hate you because you make stupid decisions like that tattoo and everybody pops for the tattoo or the you know the other stuff. Everything he brings up, yeah, you know, this is why they hate you. He's telling truth. And 
Cody's still resisting it. So um, it was just a funny moment where, you know, Cody's trying to be, you know, the company man, you know, high moral ground. You know, this is why I'm not going to turn. And the heel could come out and just show him up by telling the truth instead of, you know, lying to everybody. So it was a, a fun turn to the screw right there. And that's the thing. I don't know what, like, yeah, they're going to have to figure out something to do with, you know, you can't cut promos like that because it's just not working. So uh, finally, we got to our Dark Order versus the Ghostbusters. I mean, versus the Elite. And, you know, we had all <laughs> kinds of shenanigans here. The big thing was um, the Stay Puff man, Greg, <laughs> got in the ring. And, of course, they thought that was Brandon Cutler, which it was never going to be Brandon Cutler. It was Hangman Page. He helps the Dark Order pick up the win. Brandon Cutler's out there, you know, gets super kicked by all four or be triggered, whichever one, you know, in the horse costume. And, yeah, just a really, you know, kind of a fun Halloween expected match. Um, What if we had um, Stu Grayson as Kratos, I believe, right? Was he the God of War as well? And, you know, you had... um, uh, um, Evil Uno with the cowboy hat <laughs> playing and cosplay that up. So I love the ghost, but and so the um, the guy who did the Ghostbuster track said like the elite guys were like and that that morning. Hey, we needed or like that afternoon we need a track, and he was like in traffic. He said like trying to produce it or something, you know, like trying to create it and like just gave it to them like right after showtime. <laughs> so that's oh, you know. Geez to get that ghostbusters you know little um you know clip so um that was a fun you know the proton packs in there which i believe hasbro is creating a proton pack that looks like that you know for sale soon so um, i'm a big ghostbuster fan so i loved all that but the the typical way we saw it going in like i said i'm all in on hangman page defeating kenny omega saturday november 13th or whatever date that is and you know getting a real run with the title so what do you think about the end of things there on dynamite greg yeah um it went differently than i thought it would um you know just smack the the elite just destroying the dark order again um but i get what they're going for with um you know everybody in costumes the perfect time to you know pull this word and have Hangman as one of the uh, mystery characters and uh, set up the the matchup at full gear. Um, surprisingly, it was a good match. I figured this would be, you know, the match to go and, you know, go get refill the cereal bowl or go to the bathroom, whatever. But this was actually a, a really good match. And, um, you know, the whole you know, cosplay they're doing with the all the characters characters around the ring, you know, a horse and the marshmallow man and the whole Ghostbusters outfits and everything. Uh it's a lot of uh eye candy is the wrong word, but there's a lot to see. Moving parts. Um <laughs> right. Like they're that Iron Maiden poster. Um so it was fun and then you know the big reveal at the end with cowboy um and then helping dark order get the win 
was great ending to the show. Um, so no problem, but it was awesome. Um, what was more awesome, though, going back a week to uh, Cowboy's interview and the mm-hmm. promo he cut was just yeah. amazing. The that tied everything the, together the, nicely. Yeah, that the Cowboy she's knit, as Jr. would say, uh, promo was just amazing. Uh, I had to replay it a couple times just because it was so good. You know, it, it got you fired up. You know, mm-hmm. told the whole story about the journey, about you know all the stuff you've been doing, stopping at when he was the hottest. You know, watch this kid be born, and you know. Just the trial, the journey, you know, it sucked you in. And you could tell it was real. You know, unlike MSK, where, you know, we don't believe anything that they say or do, this was real. You know, he, yeah. he brought real life into his his work and used it. And the way he delivered it, you could tell everything he was saying was 100% truth. And, you know, that adds layers to the onion that makes you believe it and make sure what to root for this guy as hard as you can. So one of the best promos I've seen in a long, 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 long time. So, you know, shout out to him for, for bringing it like he did. So uh, it just makes you want to uh, look forward to that match even more, you know, it's already going to be a big deal, but you know, now I'm super hyped to see that match um, even more after listening to that promo. Definitely. Um, and then we'll get into Rampage. So we saw Brian Danielson defeat. Man, talk about a brutal match. I mean, Brian's chest was, uh, it looked like, yeah, know, filet of fish meat. or something. Hamburger <laughs> meat, tenderized, like pulverized. Um, and Eddie Kingston showing the, the, you know, the darker side that he was trying to go, uh, you know, not laying down. Of course, I'm going to go to the aftermath because Brian Danielson picks up the win. Like we said, and I think we both agree, it seems like it's going to be Brian Danielson, John Moxley, you know, in that eliminator, you know, final. And that's going to be an interesting match. But we also saw CM Punk cut a promo. Eddie Kingston starts, you know, getting in the middle of this. Now it looks like we're going to get Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. You know, we keep saying Punk probably needs directions, but heck, if you're just going to give me a good match with <laughs> Eddie Kingston on full gear, sign me up. Like, you know, just give Punk the matches that he wants. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So, um, yeah. you know, eventually, eventually, you know, uh, 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 there we go. Eventually, like we said, the the CM Punk, I'm happy to be here, might run off. But for now, you know, if he wants the Eddie Kingston match, just give it to him. So, Brian Danielson picks up the win in a ridiculously match. I love that, you know, Brian's won with different moves as well. He's trying, you know, it, it shows that in any match he could pull something out to get the win. And then, you know, Kingston's still looking like a badass because he didn't want the handshake at the end. He didn't, you know, he's going after punk next. So we're just, you know, we keep moving things along. Uh, so Greg, what do you think about the beginning of rampage there last night? Great beginning. Um, it's another stark contrast versus what you see in WWE. Um, you know, you see in more strong style, more uh, aggressive, violent, uh, you know, type of matches. And 
it represents better. Um, you know, it brings you in. It, you know, that's kind of equal ratings down the road. Um, this match was a banger of a match. Just to kick off the card, you can see these guys were into it. And, you know, all the bumps and bruises were an indicator of that. And then, um, you know, you give Kingston and Danielson, you know, get 20 minutes to tell an awesome story and uh, have a classic match, which it was, I think. And then, you know, the ending's perfect. Have Kingston, you know, still in denial. You know, he didn't give up, which was what he sh- was shouting backstage. Um, you know, why did somebody stop the match? And then, you know, Punk overhearing. They have their little face off. And now we're going to get, you know, Punk and Kingston. And it's perfect because you're you're leveling up Kingston or you're leveling up Punk slowly. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, his level of competition is getting incrementally better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not putting him at the top of the card. He's, you know, kind of starting on the ground floor and working his way to the penthouse. So um, I like what they're doing with him. They're kind of doing the same thing with Danielson and, you know, leveling them up slowly. You know, there's no big hurry to get to the championship match. Um, but you built the credibility by, you know, by step by step by step and, you know, giving them these matches with, you know, these tiers of wrestlers and it just gets better and better and better. And in the process, you're elevating the guys they're in there with. So it's perfect what they're doing and love they're doing. And then, you know, every time they're, they're having another match, you look forward to it more. Um, so now you're getting, you know, Punky Kingston and you're going to get a good, you know, brawl of a, of a batch. And, um, I would be cool with Punk losing. And if this gives him that edge that he hasn't had yet, um, you run into somebody who's more of a violent street fighter, when it all costs uh, mentality than he has right now, he ends up getting some type of win. And then Punk's sitting there going, okay, I'm doing something wrong here. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm at a 15 when I need to be at a 20 right now, and yeah. you know that's why these where these guys are. Mm-hmm. So it, there could be something like that uh, in the works because he's going to take an L somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it may not be Kingston, may be the next guy, may be the next guy, but um, I think he's going to have that match. He's going to take an unexpected L, and that's going to flip the switch for him, and then we're going to get old Punk. So. Um, Love what they're doing what what both the new guys, you know, Danielson and Punk, bringing them up slowly, putting the new guys over, and you know, making their matches just incrementally better, which makes the whole show better. Uh, Dante Martin picks up a win against Matt Seidel. Apparently, a this trilogy. I didn't even know these guys were having that type of stuff, but uh, uh, Leo Rush in the corner of Dante Martin. And not having him cheat, you know, just straight up winning, other than you know using Leo as the mouthpiece and kind of you know veteran leadership. I say veteran when, when Leo Rush is 25, 26, and you have Dante Martin as a 20 year old. So <laughs> I still find that pairing interesting, Greg, because of that aspect. 
And because, you know, it feels like Leo is more of a heelish guy, but obviously yeah. the crowd loves Dante Martin. So, um, you know, it's, it is what, you know, we'll see where it goes. Like maybe it almost, maybe it'll be what we probably wanted with the uh, Mansoor and Ali type stuff mm -hmm. where Leo might just have to give in a little bit and maybe Dante gives in, you know, it's like a compromise and they both will use each other's knowledge and, you know, ability to help Dante, you know, Dante takes a little bit of himself and takes a little bit of Leo Rush to get to the next level. Because uh, like we said, Greg, Dante Martin, by who knows, by this time next year, would we be surprised if he's, you know, in the TNT title hunt or in the, I mean, he could be in the world title hunt. I mean, I feel like they're really going to, you know, he's got plenty of time, but sometimes you just got to do it while it's hot. So um, I'll just be curious to see where he's at, you know, next few months and moving ahead. So uh, what about Dante Martin and Matt Seidel match, Greg? Yeah, I agree 100% with the uh, Leo Rush argument is that um, it definitely resembles what was going on with Mansoor and Ali and that old mentorship role. Um, is that they pulled it off better. Uh, he, uh, Dante looks a lot more reluctant to follow what Leo's um, saying, but Leo's providing results right now. He's he says I'm going to get you this match. He gets you this match, and he says I'm going to take you to Promised Land, and he's going to buy in until he sees that there's a reason not to. But he's reluctant because he should be there with his brother, and his brother's injured. So um, I would be hesitant to join on with somebody I don't know. Uh, just comes in, talks a big game, and then. Um, you know, it's going to be a process before you get that trust, you get that, um, you know, confidence that this guy has my back. And you can see that in the way when they cut promos that, you know, he's got his head down, he's like Leo doing all the talking. And, you know, when it's over, he just kind of slinks off behind him. Um, this match was an awesome match. These two make the hardest moves look super easy. Yeah. Um, so it was such a fun match to watch. And uh, I thought Leo was going to do something. Players. Absolutely. Uh, I thought it was going to be a, a match where Leo got involved and, you know, some type of underhanded move was what uh, leads to the win. And it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, Dante won clean, and perhaps by doing that, it even helps him build uh, trust with with Leo by him not getting involved. So um, it would play it plays better doing it that way than having some uh, overt move that causes him to win instead of him winning on his own. So. Um, Great match. I love what's happening with this dynamic with Leo and Dante. And ha haven't seen Leo like we do. If those two ever were a team, it would be amazing. And, you know, down the road when Leo wants him to do something he doesn't do and they turn on each other, 
the match that those two are going to have is going to be insane. So that's something to look forward to in the long term. So, so many good um, plot lines percolating with just these two guys. And finally, we had Britt Baker versus Abaddon. I don't know how the heck Abaddon got a title opportunity, Greg, <laughs> but she did. And also, full disclosure, I did not catch this match. So you can have at it, Greg. You can give us a recap <laughs> of this because I did not get to catch it last night. I, you know, I'm, I was asleep. I'll just be honest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I broke the fourth wall there, but um, I did not catch this match. I didn't get a chance to catch it today because I always forget if Rampage is available the next day or not. But I know Dynamite is available usually the next day, so I'm sure Rampage is. But anyways, so Greg, was there anything that you would like to talk about in this match? Because I have no thoughts on it other than Britt Baker won. And <laughs> like full gear-wise, Britt Baker, Tay Conti, it's obviously all about Tay, or Ty, sorry, Ty Conti. How will she look with Britt? Because I don't... I don't know if she's ready for it. <laughs> you know, we've seen little, you know, we haven't seen much of, you know, I, we keep talking Anna J. So I guess you're saving the Anna J. Britt Baker down the road, but um, Tay or Ty, sorry, gets the, gets the first shot at her. So um, is there anything, Greg, that you would like to bring up for this uh, trick or street fight? Is that, or what do they call it? I forgot what they called it. Did they call it a trick or street fight. Yeah. No, there was it was a trick or treat or, match. Trick or treat match. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, she could earn opportunity later. My bad. My bad. Okay. Yeah. I, I was um, curious because I'm like, when did Abaddon even rise up in the rankings? Like, you know, she's on dark and evolution, evolution or elevation, and I don't <laughs> know if she picks up wins. I guess she picks up wins there, but you know, she's been on dynamite. What like rarely? Rarely, if that. I know there was that stuff yeah, with Cheetah, but... right? And then did that go anywhere? Did they even wrestle? I no. can't remember. They, I didn't think they wrestled. But, um, yeah. No, so, they have one match and Cheetah won. But right. uh, so, anyways, anything on this match, Craig, that caught your eye? Uh, when, if you still feel inclined, I'd still watch this match because this was a good match. Um, okay. It was. It started with you know Mark Henry doing the main event um, interview, pre-fight interview, the way he does, and you know they have Avedon on one side and Britt on the other. He asks Avedon a question, and she stares at the screen and she spits blood, screaming down her chin, and uh, he asks Britt Baker, he just. Stone face, okay, Abaddon has no comment. And then he goes over and asks Britt a question. And when they come back, Abaddon's already gone. Um, and Britt and company hurry up and scurry out of the way because they don't know where she went. Um, they get to the match, and um, it's, it's a fun match. Like I said, the, the stipulation is that if the trick is, it's a notice qualification match. The trick is if Abaddon wins, she gets a title shot. Um, and this was a good 15-minute match. Um, so it wasn't a squash. 
And Avedon got in plenty of offense um, using the psychological aspect at the beginning, just kind of scaring everybody. And if you're going to feature Avedon, win better than a Halloween weekend match. Um, but um, some some good spots in in this match. Um, the there was one where. Uh, Britt put Avedon's head into a chair and did a curb stomp, oh. and it looked vicious. Mm-hmm. And Avedon no sold it. She, Britt Baker turned around to, you know, brag to the crowd and get ready for another move. And Avedon had already taken the chair off, stood up, and was sticking her tongue out at her. Um, so Britt no sold the curb stomp chair chair shot, but that shot looked amazing when she delivered it. Um, there was a thumbtack spot. She went over the, under the ring and got the bag of tacks, and Britt took the took the bump into the tacks. Um, Abaddon did the good old double A spinebuster on Britt right into the tacks, which mm-hmm. made your cringe right there. Um, back and forth, and if you watch for nothing else, you have to watch for the the table, the, the table spots. They pulled out a table, and it was the most indestructible table that's <laughs> ever been created. Because there was a uh, move off the apron through the table. The table didn't break. They tumbled off the table onto the floor. They decided to make up for it, get up, do a suplex abdomen, who is not a small woman. She has thighs the size of my head. Yeah. And suplex her through the table. The table still did not break. Yeah. Um, so the uh, that that table after they were done with it was it had had better days, but it was still oh, sure. standing. <laughs> well, uh, Abaddon has been announced for the convention I went to, Greg, to meet Britt Baker this past year. So I might have to meet uh-huh. Abaddon because I'm sure she'll be in full getup. Because I've seen that she does that for comp- like conventions, so, and like uh-huh. you said, she's not, she's like stocky, but she's still small. Like she doesn't look that tall. Like she's still a shorter, a shorter girl. So yeah. it's got to be tough to get her in some moves. But um, yeah. yeah, she's kind of thick though. She's yeah, she's yeah. she's big. Or, well, she's small. And she but was she's on thick. a vlog um, with um, the bunny. She was on a vlog with the bunny. They were eating Oreos, and you should have seen her try to eat these. Like she was just like shoving them in her mouth and then spitting them out because she didn't like them. So yeah, <laughs> she's a she's a kooky a kooky cat, as they say outside the ring too. <laughs> or well, plays up the uh-huh. character well. So um, yeah, anything yeah, but, else, Greg, from um, that match? In the end, yeah. In the end, the uh, the rest of the crew, Hater and Rebel, have to mm-hmm. jump in and help Britt win. Yeah. Um, and so, but Britt does win is no DQ, and uh, it it was a really good match. It was the best women's match I watched all week, and so uh, I would I would say if you haven't seen it, it it would be a, a good investment of fifteen minutes of your time to yeah. to watch that. Um, but yeah, good match, and I don't think anything happened after that other than. The three of them running away from Avedon as fast as they could, they could go. Okay. But uh, 
good stuff yeah well i guess let's bring this back up i mean we're at the end of the show greg let's uh can we do some hopefully this is a few hours while we're talking but uh we'll do some halloween uh memories have you had a great costume greg that you can remember that you'd like to bring up um the last great costume i did was the uh egyptian pharaoh with the toga and the armbands and the headband and the sandals it was white with uh, purple trim, a purple sash, and the uh, little flowery, flowery uh, wreath around the head. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best one I've done, but I'm working towards being the rock. I need to, to get the abs back and, eat, and then to shave the head, get, the, uh, get myself a bike, and just be the rock all night. So why don't you? And, uh, why don't you do the, I was gonna say, do the old school rock where he has the little turtleneck rig and the little uh, gold necklace and the fanny pack. Have you seen that one that people have on the Yeah, rock? yeah. I think yeah, that one's yeah. pretty easy because you just you know get a pair of jeans and. Um, so I have been there you go. quite a bit of different characters and whatnot. Uh, one of my favorites was Edward Scissorhands. And I had somebody come do my makeup for that, and I was like, I was so impressed because I looked—I definitely looked the part of Edward Scissorhands. So uh, my mom back in the day did a scarecrow for me. That was a lot of fun because I even did like straw in the shirt, straw in my pants. Nice. So I had, you know, like that one was a lot of fun. Even I think I stuck, like had some straw coming out, and uh, yeah. So Halloween has always been a fun. Tomorrow I will be a sheriff, so there'll be a new sheriff in town that I found a sheriff costume I liked online. So I'll be doing that nice. tomorrow night. Um, how about this, Greg? Halloween go-to movie. Halloween go-to movie for you. Ooh, Halloween go-to movie. Okay. Um, whenever somebody gets a TV with a sound bar, I said the first movie you have to watch is The Strangers. Because for Halloween, it's perfect. You, you're gonna do the whole bit, get all set up, turn out the lights, turn your sound bar up, and put in the strangers. The first one, there's two of them now. The second one's called yeah, the, the Strangers Pray at Night. Pray at but night. the yeah, first one yeah. with uh, Liv Tyler, and yes. it is amazing. It is uh, brutal and they make total total use of the surround sound you feel like somebody's in your house uh but it is awesome i love it i I haven't watched it recently but i usually try to watch it at least once a year because um the story is great uh the kills are great and just the suspense and everything um is just Perfect. Chef kiss. Have we talked? So, and then have you seen Halloween Kills? Did you watch that yet, Greg? Because I have seen I it. I have seen it. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I was not impressed. Apparently, I, I Michael like Myers the, is like the most indestructible force of nature ever. And I love that cops are shooting point blank at him and missing. 
I think that's awesome. <laughs> like, right. like, especially on the stairs. Like, I think it was on the stair scene when he's like, right, he's right there. And they're just like shooting. And I'm like, or he like takes out all the firefighters. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, anyway, but, and I guess there'll be I mean, a the third whole city one, gets together to kill him and they still can't kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They kill, yeah. They kill him, but don't, yeah. Cause there's a, is it Halloween in or what's, is it going to be Halloween ends? I think is the last. So there'll be a third yeah. one coming out. Um, whenever 2022, probably. Well, I guess 2023, probably. Um, and I guess we'll see if Michael dies. If he finally, he might just still. Um, and, uh, and did you see any footage for, well, not footage, but Rob Zombie is working on the monsters and he released like a still from there. And they looked like the old school monster. So I'm kind of hoping he does it the right way and gives it that com comedic feel. But I know how Rob Zombie is. And I've heard that he loves the most gory. <laughs> He's the goriest, you know, he just loves killing. So I'm like, but you can't do the monsters like that. I mean, you wouldn't do the Adams family like that. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what True. he does with the monsters. Um, for me, you know, I'm all about Nightmare Before Christmas. I know it's, it's the old fallback, but uh, I love, and I just think I tell people all the time. I'm like the fact that Tim Burton, you have claymation, like you have to <laughs> film every little movement. You know, even if I just twitch, you have to film that. Like, you know, take a picture yeah. of it, and the hours and detail, like, and to think that was all, you know, that's just all claymation is just like, or you know, that whatever it's called, you know, clay modeling clay, but. I just, you know, I just always, and the music is so good. Like you could just throw on the music and kind of have that plan and almost feel like yeah. you're watching, like, it's like, you know, like musicals, but um, yeah. So me, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. And, you know, I always say, I love the first song. Like that first song was so good. Cause you I was going to no say clue. the same thing. Like it's suspenseful. You didn't know, like, and then of course, like I said, they, they're like, oh, we just have to make it gory. And, you know, we have to have a guy fall into a, um uh the the shot of the needles or you know or like you know the guy with the uh he had the the helmet on and you know dies and i'm just like come on like you know you could still give yep. a suspense and not have the most glorious bloodiest killing ever like you know there's a you know because a lot of time these bloody kills are just dumb like especially when they do the hatchet down the middle and the person like splits in half and i'm like i've seen so many times people like that's not even possible. Like, like the, you know, that, that's not <laughs> right. how we work. Like we're not cartoons. And so, cause there was some movie I was watching. It might've been that Hellfest or one of those show movies. And like, yeah, they did the old school split them in half. Now, luckily that one, I think did just do down to here. And then it was just like split there. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like, I can buy that. But when you do the, the nice clean yeah. <laughs> breakdown, of it, you know, it's just like a, it's like I'm I'm a loaf of you know I'm just splitting you know a cut and beat like but anyway, so but yeah not yeah but I'm with you on the saw movie because that was definitely the way to, so to get on that it was but brilliant just... uh, and that and that ending nobody saw coming it blew my mind when I saw it and yeah. you know he gets off the guy who's been in the room the whole time gets up and and just. It was the great, greatest ending to a horror movie ever, and you know, perfect logical way to go to Saw Two, 
the villain wins and yeah so right by when you finish watching the strangers watch saw the first saw or maybe and watch the, the uh, and the first scream the first scream really had that like you had no clue which direction it was going to go because like they made it almost seem like every other person was the killer <laughs> until you know or you think that the killer is dead or you think they killed one of the characters and he's actually the you know he's the scream guy so you know um i did see the trailer for the new one and i think that you know i'll probably watch it just to watch it <laughs> you know i i'm not a big i'm not like the hugest fan of the um the series but that first scream was really well done so but mm -hmm. uh, how about uh, should we end it with go to candy do you have a go-to candy that you like greg <laughs> gotta be the candy corn man not, i've seen candy so much corn? hate for i've seen so, so really? much hate candy for candy corn? corn wow oh my god dude <laughs> i've seen so much hate for candy corn candy corn is a bomb i don't know what's wrong uh, with people it just doesn't even I, look good it makes me think of those like, in, the orange and black candy that people get wrapped up and i don't even know what that is but people like <laughs> that candy and I'm yeah. all about. Go ahead. So I said you sent me loose in a Halloween store, and it's like you can only have one candy. I'm going out with all the bags of candy corn. It's like you can you can save the Reese's pieces and all that stuff, but give me the candy corn. And I'm pretty basic. Just give me a Hershey bar, a nice chocolate. You just break it, you know, in the little parts. You eat a little bit of it, you know, eat a little bit more, and it just, you know, I so I'm not a big candy. I mean, I'm a sweets guy. Give me all the chocolate ice cream. Give me all the chocolate chip cookies in the world, Greg, and double stuffed yep. Oreos, and I'm good. Um, me and double stuffed Oreos, like, will be gone in three days, if that, because you just eat a <laughs> row a day, and it's already gone. Now, I have not yep. tempted the – have you seen the most stuffed Oreo, and it's, like, this big? I, am no. I Yeah, it's, like, it's just all filling. It's almost like two or three – put together and that that's the filling i'm like okay that even looks like that looks like too much for me because somebody told mm. me they like the cookie part better than the stuffing that wasn't you was it no i feel like i had this <laughs> that will never be me <laughs> but that was somebody i was like who likes the cookie like i like the cookie part but i gotta have the stuffing with it so um, yeah so give me give me um a good old box of you know soft baked chocolate chip cookies and all this Oh, I'm glad I'm going to be eating lunch soon because now I'm just making myself hungry. So, all right. Well, yeah. And shout out to Tubi. Go to Tubi, watch Lucha Underground. Watch some good, violent, bloody matches from Lucha Underground this Halloween they weekend. They got a bunch of horror on there, too. Absolutely. They have some great B horror movies that are yeah. just amazing. And the new, um, the new Paranormal Activity movie is on uh, Paramount Plus, if you have that. Okay. Uh, I watched that last night and it was great. So, um, shout out to Vicky who's watching this. That uh, I watched that with her and uh, she loved it too. So, good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Paranormal Activity. It's, it's called uh, Next of Kin. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> woman who was adopted finds her uh, birth father. And he lives out in Amish country, 
Uh-oh. And that's <laughs> kind of the setting of the, yeah, exactly. Where it's kind of the place. setting of the story, <laughs> but really good stuff. So uh, if you want to see something new, uh, watch that. It's awesome stuff. Well, there we go. Everybody have a safe Halloween. Don't get too junked up on candy, as I noticed my kids yesterday at school, Greg. Like, oh, my God, you would have thought. High on sugar. Like, I, like I, was, <laughs> I felt bad for parents. I was like, either some of their kids are going to be coming home with the worst stomach cramp ever, or there's going to be a back end of all that candy and just the excitement of the day. Because, uh, yeah, we a lot of kids, I mean, there's bags of candy for our kids like about this big. And I'm like, oh, those parents are going to hate us. Now, the one real quick, the best thing I did see, we did bobbing for donuts in one of the rooms, Greg. So we had donuts on a string, and then the kids had to, like, bite at them without hands. So you should see these kids were like like a fish. And then this is, like, getting all on them, like the donut glaze. So I was just just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, I just have to take a shower after this because I just feel like I got glaze all over me and donut everywhere so um that was yeah i saw a teacher do that and i was like never heard of bobbing for donuts but there we go so all right well have a good halloween and we will talk in november like i can't believe it's still it's going to be november Greg. so (laughs) we're getting close to the uh christmas season soon huh where did the time go after labor day it just it's like a blur right like i don't yeah so (laughs) All right. Well, have a good weekend and talk to you guys next week. Peace. Happy.